Hello, hello, hello. We're going to jump right into part two of emotional abuse and trauma. Right after I recorded part one, I don't know if you heard about the man that in Baltimore, that Baltimore, Maryland, that killed his girlfriend, his pregnant girlfriend, and then left that murder scene and went and killed the ex-wife. He posted a Facebook live explaining what he had just done and what he was about to do. And based on what he said, apparently the reason why he killed both women was for the same reason. They were attempting to keep his children from him. And the ex-wife actually accused him of molesting his children. Now, this is the most extreme case of emotional abuse. And I made a point in part one to say that men go through emotional abuse just as much or more than women because men don't talk about it. They just blow it off of, oh, that's, oh, she's just crazy or that's just how she is or baby mama drama. They just blow it off and they don't externalize it like we do. They internalize it. And the man that actually did this killing, what was so scary and disturbing about his Facebook live video was he was so calm. He was so calm after killing a human being that was carrying his child. He didn't seem anxious. He didn't seem like he was hiding or running. He was very calm. And it was like he really came to terms and was at peace with what he did and what he was about to do. And that is a person that has totally came to their breaking point. And this is what I'm talking about when we talk about emotional traumas and abuse. And this is why we have to be very, very intentional with what we do and how we do it and the way we say it. Because you never know what is a person's breaking point, especially when it comes to their children. See, women have the misconception that just because we carry the child, that we are more connected to the child than the men. And some men are semi-detached and not as close and loving to their children. But there are other men that love their children, that want their children, that want to be in their children's life, that want to take care of their children, that want to see their children. But when a woman uses the child as a pawn, because she's not happy or she's not getting what she wants or she's going to get back at him or she's just going to use the children as leverage. You, A lot of men walk away 
a lot of men walk away. A lot of men just say, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. I'll see my child when he's grown. Other men fight in court for him. Other men go through the motions to go through the court system and deal with the woman just to get that little bit of time or, you know, just to, to see their kid. And then other men just lose it and break, whether they beat the woman up, kill them, whatever they do, however they handle it when they get to that point where they don't walk away or they don't fight in court. They just take it into their own hands and deal with it in a manner that is violent. But this is a message directly to any parent, mostly women, because mostly women do have more control over the children. But men also do things also. Please, please stop using children as a pawn in your drama. They have nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. Whatever anger, beef, frustration, animosity, resentment, whatever you have with the other parent, that should be totally between the parents. The child should never even know that there's such an issue going on. The child should never have to sacrifice whether it's time. There was a video on Facebook, I think, the other day where this woman threw her child's birthday cake on the ground because the father bought it. And she was angry, whatever she was angry about, she literally took the cake out the car. It was a Spider-Man theme, I think it was, but it was clearly a birthday cake for the little boy. And she didn't want it. She didn't care about it. And it was so disheartening because that has nothing to do with the child. And this is what we have to understand. It's like you feel good keeping that that parent away from the child because that makes you feel better. But what about your child? What about the time, the energy, the love, the emotional support that that child is losing from your actions. And you got to understand whether a ch- a man is paying child support or not. He still is entitled to give that child love and emotional support. What the two do not go together. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that. And it's okay, but that's my position on it. That's what I feel. Because when you have that level of maturity that you could say, whether he take care of the child or not, the child is still going to be fed, clothes, a roof over his head. And so he still has to lose the love of his father just because the father is not paying or can't afford to pay any money for him. You have how many families do you have where there's money flowing and the child still don't get any love? And how many times do you see a family that has no money, but the child is loved and and, and is raised and is well-rounded? And that's a clear sign that the two don't go hand in hand. Yes, a parent should take care of their child financially. Absolutely. But if they don't and if they can't, 
Does that mean that they're not supposed to love their child? Does that mean that they're not supposed to be able to give that child emotional support? Does that mean that they're not supposed to get to know their child and that the child is not to get to know the parent when the child had no say, absolutely zero say in who his parents or her parents are? So we're making choices about who we want to have children with. It don't work out, but the child is the one that's suffering. Then if you pick the wrong parent and it doesn't go the way you want or that parent decides that they don't want to be with you anymore, then now you angry, you bitter, and now you want to take it out on the child. Because even though you feel like you're punishing the parent by not letting them see him, by cursing them out, by talking crazy to them, by disrespecting them, by demeaning them in front of their child, you feel that you're hurting the person, but you're really hurting the child. And then the abuse that you're putting on that parent, and not only do they have to take the verbal abuse, not only do they have to be embarrassed, now you're making them suffer by not being able to have any contact with their children. Because some men walk away just because they don't want to deal with the woman. To deal with the craziness that the woman is bringing to the table. So as parents, I, I, I beg you, mature to the point where you do not have to demean, verbally abuse, and use your child as a weapon against the other parent. You never know what the outcome is going to be, but I can guarantee you one outcome it will affect your child. That's a guaranteed outcome. Whether the relationship is severed or whether once that child grows up and is able to meet or talk to that parent on their own and find out that you were the reason why they didn't have a relationship with their father or their mother, whichever way it goes, that you were the reason, your actions was the reason, they're going to resent you. You're going to have problems with that. So just think about that. And I just had to talk about that because that was a, a, a case that really, you know, is, is hard because two people lost their lives. And now you have children because he killed himself. He killed them and killed himself. And those are signs of emotional abuse. You get depressed. You get angry. You get frustrated, you get suicidal, homicidal. It all depends. You know, you can never tell the level of love somebody has for their child and what level they will go to be in that child's life. So stop, you know, really just stop. You know, if things don't work out, still be respectful. Still be cordial. If they're not paying what they're supposed to be paying, follow the proper procedures. But don't involve the children. Don't lie on the parent. Don't make false accusations about another parent. If you can't win fair and square, then maybe you're not supposed to be the, the primary guardian. I don't know why women think that it's such a bad thing for a child to be with their father. He's a parent just like the mother is. And it boggles me that women don't 
think that a child should be with their father. So, you know, just think about that. That's that's very important. And we got to get to the point where we learn to co-parent healthy, a healthy co-parent situation. We're not always going to be happy with the outcome. We're not going to always be comfortable with the other parent taking our child around the next girlfriend or, or boyfriend. But you have to trust that you that the parent is going to take care of the child. And don't make an issue until there is an issue. You know, you don't don't say, I don't want them disciplining my child. Have they tried to discipline the child yet? Then why are you talking about it? Why is it even a discussion if it hasn't happened? And if you're mature enough, then you should be meeting the person. You should be on a level of cohesiveness and harmony that you could actually have a conversation with the, the, the new girlfriend or the new boyfriend. Where y'all called you with each each other so that y'all have a relationship so to communicate with one another this is what a healthy co-parenting relationship looks like so just keep that in mind and we're going to take a quick break then when we come back from the break we're just going to jump in real quick on um, some ways to identify abusive person or identify whether you have been really in an abusive situation. Are you struggling to stay motivated or keeping your team productive? Is your work life plagued with issues and conflicts that you are not equipped to handle? Hi, I'm Tracy Horton. As a certified professional and personal development strategist that has gone through my own experiences as a Black female in the criminal justice field and managing people for over 14 years, I can assist you with accomplishing effective resolutions for your problems. If you are interested, you can take advantage of my free 30-minute consultation by sending me a message to Horton Strategist Group at gmail.com to schedule your appointment. Stay encouraged and remember, experience is our best teacher. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Welcome back. 
and we're gonna jump right in because I promised that this was gonna be I wanted this to be a short episode I didn't want to hold y'all for 30-40 minutes for this episode so I'm gonna jump in real quick and we're gonna go through these so I won't hold you long tonight so the first one I want to talk about is is are you a vice a vice is a person that just holds on so tight that the person can't breathe like they're afraid to lose them and i think those are people that have abandonment issues those are ones that just call all day and if you don't answer they leaving 59 million text messages they calling you back to back if you, they call you when you get to work, they call you in the middle when you go to lunch, they call you when you get back from lunch, they call you when you're about to get off from work, they call you when you get off of work, they call you while you're driving home, they call you when you get in the house. They have to know your every move. They constantly, constantly, constantly need your reassurance. And they, they just, you can't look at anybody, you can't go nowhere. If you look at somebody... They swear you cheating. If you talk to somebody, they swear you cheating. If they walk into the room, they mean mugging everybody because they swear everybody in the room wants you. So those are vice. I call them vice because they hold on so tight. They choke the life out of the relationship. The second one I want to talk about is I call them the bottomless pit because nothing you do will ever satisfy them ever, ever. And you will lose yourself trying to please them and those is the one that usually it usually probably the vice and the bottomless pit usually ends up in some type of physical abuse because they want too much of your time they want too much from you and if you're not giving it to them in the space and the time that they want it then they take it they either take it by demeaning you you know, humiliating you, hitting you, beating you. It always escalates to verbal and physical abuse. Then we have number three. We have who I call Thor. You know, Thor was the action figure with the big old hammer, um, sledgehammer. So those people are the ones that just knock you down, tear you down. And they are the insecure ones. They feel less than. No matter where they are, they always feel in their mind that you think that they're less than. And so they make it a point to try and, you know, bring you down by criticizing you, putting you down, bullying you. Some of these is even in the workplace. Like these are usually sometimes your boss, co-workers sabotage you those are ones that steal your ideas and make them their your their own and you know they just bring you down they talk about the way you dress they make fun about the way you dress your ideas are dumb you don't know what you're talking about and most of the time it usually start off in a very loving and complimentary relationship and then all of a sudden they switch up And then you end up running around like a chicken without no head trying to get this person to go back to appreciating you and loving you and complimenting you and or you just 
anxious because you don't want to further destroy their opinion of you. So you end up walking on eggshells and and anxious about making mistakes or saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. And by, by the time you turn around, you're frantic. You don't know whether you're coming or going. And it ruins you. So, you know, you just have to, in that case, you just have to be confident in yourself and know who you are and be comfortable with who you are and not allow somebody to change your opinion of yourself. So then the next person I want to talk about is the Tasmanian devil. The Tasmanian devil is the ultimate control freak that when they don't get their way, they yell, they scream, they cuss, they threaten, they throw stuff, they may hit you. These people set rules that don't apply to them. They want you to do things that they don't do. They want you to treat them in a way that they won't treat you. If you was to talk to them in a manner that they talk to you, they would have a natural born fit. They're manipulative, they're devious, they're calculated, and it's all a matter of control. And then when they don't get their way, it's like the atomic bomb done went off. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy to be talked to that way. And the excuse of that's just how I am. I don't mean nothing by it. That's just how I am. And then they want to come back and apologize and act like it's okay. And I've been there. I've been that person. So I know firsthand. And it comes from anger. It comes from anger. And it comes from control. Because you want to control how the outcome. You want to control the outcome. And when you feel like you're losing control and can't predict or can't control what the outcome is going to be, then it's like, ah, you know, it's like, no, this can't be. So I got to get control back. So this particular person I know firsthand, I've come a long way and thank goodness I'm not that person anymore, but I have cut some people to the white meat with my mouth and you know and I have yelled and even in a, you know with my kids when I get upset I, I would yell and say things that I really did not mean and said some things that I can never take back and to this day my kids are 33 and 27 and they remember those things that I said and no matter How many times I say mommy was going through something, mommy was stressed, mommy went through so much and it was just built up and I didn't mean it. It does not take it away. You know, I've apologized to them and, you know, some days they still, although they're not angry about it, some days they still talk about it. You know, it's like it just does not go away. So, you know, you really just have to get to the point where you see the damage that you can do. It's not just that five minutes of getting it off your chest and saying what you have to say. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime of pain that you are causing somebody. And you have to identify the things that people have said and done to you that is causing you a lifetime of pain. Because some of those things are affecting your life and affecting how you relate to other people. 
And that saying, hurt people hurt people. Misery loves company. That's where all of that comes from. When you have all of that built up anger or abuse that you traumas that you went through inside of you, you turn around and you end up doing it to other people. Or it affects you so much that you don't know how to fix it. You don't know how to control it. You don't know how to get rid of it. So it's just like you just lashing out in any way you know how just to alleviate that pain and that sadness and that guilt and that frustration out of your system. But that's not the way to do it. It's, it's, it's not. It's not the way to do it. And you have to identify that is what you're doing. And then you have to identify what caused it. What caused you to be in this situation? Who caused you to be in this situation? And address it and take the steps to resolving it. And next episode, I'm going to get into some areas and ways that you can get rid of that emotional trauma because emotional trauma is can cause PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I'm going to get into that next episode. And so how if you are the abuser and you are operating in this matter, ways that you can stop. So that's going to be the next episode. So what I need you to do in the meantime is I need you to really be honest with yourself. And the hardest part in life is to be self-critical about when you do wrong. It's so easy to point the finger at someone else and blame them for why you are or why you do the things that you do. So you have two folds. If you have identified with any. If you have identified with any of my emotional abusers, then you have two steps that you have to do because you are the way you are for a reason. And somebody did something to you or you witnessed something, you experienced something, or you was just around something that made you the way that you are. So you have two steps. You have to identify. First, you have to admit that you are that person. That's the first step. First, you have to admit that you are that person, that you do the things that were identified. That's the first step. Because if you can't admit it, you can't identify it. If you're not willing to do that step, then you will never be able to fix it or change it. So the first step is to admit that I am this person. I have done X, Y, Z. I'm not proud of it. And I want to change to not only identify, you have to want to change because it's a process. It's not easy. And then the second step is you have to take the time and do the work to identify where it came from. What part of your life made you who you are? What happened to you to make you that person? And that's the first step into healing. Healing so that you discontinue being that person. Then if you are the person who is constantly being emotionally abused, then you have to identify also who, when, and how. 
And you also have to identify what's happening to you because you have to do some homework and some self, some soul searching because your self-esteem is not where it needs to be. Because the only way to counter an abuser is to love yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to have standards. You have to have boundaries. You have to have courage. You have to have strength. You have to be willing to walk away. You have to be willing to be alone. If you're someone that can't be alone, you're going to have a hard time getting over it. Because the only way to counter an abusive person is to love yourself and be able to stand up on your own and do what you have to do for you and walk away. Be alone. Take your time to work on you and don't let anybody tear you down. You have to be assertive, not aggressive. There's a difference. You have to be assertive. If you're not assertive, you're going to have a hard time getting rid of and getting the abuser out of your life. So you have to be assertive. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be rowdy. You don't have to cuss them out. You don't have to fight. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is set your standard, your boundary, and dish out the consequences when it's violated. That's it. It's that's it's sounds simple, but it's hard if you're not that person. It's easier said than done. Because you have to do the work first and get to that point if you're not that person. But to really is is that's all you have to do to counter an abuser. Standards, boundaries, and consequences. That's it. Standards, boundaries, and consequences. And be able and willing to follow through. So that wraps up part two of the three-part series on emotional trauma and abuse. And I can't wait to get back to it next week. Thank you for tuning in to Take My Life to 10. And I want you to have a blessed and wonderful week. And I will see you next week. Um, and tips and, and, and ways to stop being an abuser. So thank you for tuning in to Take My Life to 10. Um, we, we're here every Friday at 7 p.m. And I look forward to seeing you next week. So stay blessed and I will see you next week.